Hello and welcome back to Chatterstorm. My name is Josh and I am here with Sarah. Hello. <laughs> and uh, we have no Sam this week uh, because he is working. So it is just the two of us once again. Uh, so we have loads to talk about this week. Lots of exciting things have happened. Um, but before we get to any of that, we have had an influx of followers very recently. Uh, and so I think it would be a good idea, Sarah, if we just do a quick reintroduction of ourselves and the podcast for anybody who might be a new listener. So if you are a new listener, welcome to Chatterstorm. This is our podcast on Magic the Gathering. We take a kind of fun focused approach and you can expect 50% data driven insight and 50% absolute nonsense. Um, yeah. Half the time, we don't even stay on topic. Uh, and it, we, we try to have fun with it. Uh, and we like to interact with you guys a lot as well. So when we plug our socials, uh, do reach out, message us, uh, tweet us, things like that. We're super happy to get involved. Um, on to the hosts. Like, as I mentioned, there's uh, normally three of us. There's only two today. My name is Josh. I am a full-time traveler, uh, so I don't get to play a whole lot of Paper Magic. I am pretty much only an arena player for that reason. I love Paper Magic. I just don't have the opportunity to play it. Uh, when I do play Magic, I kind of have a soft spot for monocolored decks. I prefer control strategies over aggro. Um, and I really like Eldrazi. What about you, Sarah? Why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself and what you like to play? I am Sarah. I'm a full-time badass. And I mainly like to play uh, Commander. I play a little bit of Arena, but I love Commander just because it's more fun and I think it's more creative. And you get to see a bunch of new decks all the time. If you can hear the scratching, that is my cat. <laughs> <laughs> or our cat, I suppose I should say. Sorry, Josh. Yeah, I think that's about it for me. Yeah. That's my vibe. Yeah. And we have a rare opportunity here to introduce Sam uh, <laughs> on, yeah, on, on his behalf since he's not here. So um, Sam's pretty much just a bum. Um, yeah. And he likes to play super try-hardy decks. And he's, yeah, he's, uh, he's just a loser. Oh, man. I think we should probably, that was, that was a, a little bit too <laughs> close to the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> close to the heart we should probably yeah we'll do that, that again <laughs> um no let's uh let's carry on let's move along oh, God. Uh, we're so mean to sam every time he's not on an episode though yeah, i know we love him though we love him we, do. we have a lot of fun together uh and it wouldn't be the same show without him he is it absolutely would not to the operation yeah just before we move on just to give him a little bit of positive i do think he's the best magic player out of all three of us yeah, this is true. I can't even deny it. I, I tried, yeah. but Sam's very good. Um, okay. All right. So Sarah, why don't you tell the people what else we do and where they can find us online? Of course. So we have a Twitter um, at ChatStormPod. Please follow us, tweet us, DM us. Like Josh said, we love interacting with you guys. Uh, we recently just launched a newsletter called Through the Cinderbine. And that comes out every Friday direct to your inbox and it is a roundup of all of the standard news because I don't know if you guys if you play a standard a lot you probably know this anyway but if you take a couple of days off you just don't know what's going on and 
there's loads of information, but it's in about 20 different places. So we, as the lovely people that we are, have curated all of that down to one newsletter that will come to you just in time for FNM. Amazing. And we'll have a link to that in the description if you want to check it out. You should subscribe to it. You should follow this podcast. Um, and you should follow us on Twitter at ChatterstormPod. Uh, now, that's enough preamble because we have loads to get through today. It's been an exciting week. Some not so good, some good news. Um, so, Sarah, what is on your mind this week? Well, I think the main thing we have to talk about, which is also the thing that has brought us all these new followers is the arena economy update mm -hmm. um and i'm actually just gonna hand over to you josh because i will give you credit you are the one that came up with the tweet you definitely know the most about the update so yeah why don't you tell us about it yeah okay sure um so there was an economy update stream this uh well last week now uh and it's definitely shaken up the community and we knew it would the economy of arena has been a kind of pain point for so many people for so long and it was really a matter of time before something gave way so when wizards announced this this economy stream people were varying levels of hopeful there were a lot of different expectations if you want to know what we thought check out last week's episode we talked a lot about uh, what we were anticipating to hear from the stream what we got from the stream was um disappointing for a lot of people so wizards announced a couple of changes that were being made to the economy um and then a handful of hypothetical changes that may or may not come at indetermined times in the future so what we know is going to happen is they're going to introduce a wild card pack it's going to be $50 for 12 rares and four mythics. Um, and you're going to be able to buy that from the store in Arena. So this is the big thing. This is the, uh, the biggest change. Um, and this is the first time that you've ever been able to directly buy wild cards without variance. Because wild card acquisition, for a specifically rare and mythic wild card acquisition, um, is basically the only barrier of entry to playing top meta decks in arena so being able to buy wild cards directly is something that people have been asking for for a long time um mm -hmm. so what do you think of this bundle sarah what do you think of 50 dollars for 12 rares and four mythics i feel like it seems like a lot but i do really like the ability to be able to buy the wild cards rather than having to just cycle through packs to get them mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know, $50 feels like a lot for that amount of wild cards. Yeah. But maybe maybe it's not. For, for me, it does. But as I think we've said in previous episodes, like your budget for Magic is your budget and it's different for everybody. Mm -hmm. $50 feels like a lot for me. For some people, that might be entirely negligible. For others, that might be completely out of reach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, so we did... Uh, if you check out our Twitter, you'll find an analysis that we did um, on a few, well, actually the top eight current standard decks. Uh, we looked at how much they would cost to craft for a brand new player who just signed up for Arena um, mm -hmm. buying this wildcard bundle. Um, and then how much they would cost for a brand new player who just started playing Paper Magic or maybe a returning veteran who didn't have any of the cards but wanted to go in at the top level. Um, how much would it cost them to just buy the cards that they need? 
what we found was that generally this is um, the cost of this bundle it isn't actually much higher than the cost of uh, buying the cards in paper. That that was yeah. more or less the conclusion. Some decks cost up to $100, $150 more in paper. Some cost $100, $150 less. Some are around the same. But in general, most meta decks have, uh, I don't know, like between 30 and 45, maybe 50 rare wildcard rares. Um, which and then, is insane. Yeah, Just which is a which is point. Absurd. Yeah. Um, and then maybe 10 maximum uh, mythics. So really, it's just mm -hmm. down to the rares. All, all that really matters here is 12 rares for $50. Um, and so you can, with this bundle, you could buy a meta deck for about $200 on average, um, which is very rough ballpark about how much you'd spend on a new paper deck as well. So actually, this is not expensive compared to paper um does that change anything for you sarah see i think that does i think if you look at i try and look at arena and paper magic as two separate things i enjoy them for different reasons so i don't typically compare i mean we've never been able to compare prices before now um but uh, as you'll see from the tweet and i think just generally people's reaction when you put it like that i think I think it's too much. I don't think they should be anywhere near mm -hmm. as close as that, especially because you don't get anything after. I'm all for paying for stuff because the experience of playing arena is, you know, you can pay for that. You People buy 60 pound games just to play that. They don't necessarily have anything after they finish playing that game. Um, I suppose you can sell it on, but whatever. But I do think when you look at it as black and white like that, I don't think it should cost anywhere near as much as paper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot to unpack, I think, about whether... So I, I don't think this is a fix for the economy. Let's just get that out there now. Yes. Um, this was a really disappointing result yeah, for the economy. For sure. Um, in, in every way. Uh, and I think over the next few weeks, we'll probably um, unpack that episode by episode. But uh, for the time being, just, you know, just looking at this data, I think that there's... There's just so much to unpack. One major thing is that people are always more hesitant to pay for digital services, even when it doesn't make sense. For example, mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to spend $10 or £10 on a physical calendar than it is to spend even $2 on a calendar app, even yeah. if that calendar app does 10 times as much as a physical calendar allows you to do. Um, yeah, I get super annoyed when apps cost money and that is ludicrous, but you're totally right. If an app was like, there's this free version that's rubbish or this three pound version that's amazing, I'd be really put out that I had to pay three pound. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you were to go to a comedy show, um, would you be, you'd be pretty, you'd probably be pretty happy if tickets were 10, 15 pounds. For mm -hmm, a comedy, I'd be very right? happy. And yeah, if you watch one of your favorite Twitch streamers for a night, um the mo like it's lucky if you subscribe for five pounds yeah um, you know uh, and so digital services have always kind of suffered this uh um this psychological 
limitation where people don't value them as highly as physical mm-hmm. counterparts, even if they are actually more valuable. Like just because somebody's on stream instead of at a comedy night doesn't make their content any worse. In in many ways, no. it can be even more valuable. And yet we wouldn't be willing to pay as much for it because we didn't go anywhere. Um, yeah. That is... A- that is not what's happening here, though. That is not what's happening here. Um, I am not saying that Arena, it's okay for it to cost just as much, and it shouldn't be cheaper just because it's digital. It shouldn't be cheaper just because it's digital. It should be cheaper because when you buy a £250 standard deck, um, yes, it costs you £250, but you own that deck. You can sell mm-hmm. it, you can trade it, you have kind of you have equity in it. Um, when you buy £250 worth of wildcards in arena to craft a deck, you own nothing. You have control over nothing. Um, yeah. You can only play those cards in a very specific way that Wizards lets you play on Arena, and you have no control over them. You can't sell them, you can't destroy them, you can't trade them, nothing. Um, when you buy cards in MTG Online, you can sell them, you can trade them, you have control over them. There are a bunch of different ways to play. You can goldfish. Um, you can't do that in Arena. And so there is definitely, you, you get a lot less value. You get a lot less value out of arena than you do out of paper or MTG online. Um, in fact, yeah. you get zero value. Um, I, I guess you could say that you get value because you get to play the game, you get to experience that, and you get to you know use the service. But there is no way that that's worth the same amount of money. Um, and this is the key problem, really. Yes, the upfront cost, the buy-in cost for a new or returning player is actually no higher on Arena than it is for Paper Magic. But that just tells us two things, really. One, it should never that it should never have been close because you can do a lot less with cards in Arena than you can in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, Paper Magic's too expensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, standard paper magic is too expensive. Yes, in, in general, I think you like standard modern. Uh, of course, there are cheaper ways to do it, um, but in general, I think magic is too expensive, um, and yeah. that's a big barrier. I think with standard, you're kind of cut off if you if you don't want to pay, you're not going to be good. Whereas mm-hmm. with commander, for example, because there's so much to play with and so many different decks you can put together, like none of my decks are particularly expensive i am pro proxy but even if i had to remove the few cards that i've proxied um my decks would still and do stand up when i play against you know people in my local game store mm-hmm. whereas i think in standard if you're not playing one of the top eight decks you might as well not play yeah yeah this is it's true um and so i think all of that is definitely it's just worth considering but mm-hmm. and I just like there is just so much to unpack with this uh, and I I keep wanting to go off on tangents I'm really trying to sort of stay on topic (laughs) Um, it's fine you let everyone know that that's what we do (laughs) I think that there is one thing that the the community isn't really talking about much and that's the fact that wizards have said that this wildcard pack is going to get a six week run um Mm -hmm. 
well, that's not confirmed, but it is getting a temporary run. They, they say that they're going to run it for about six weeks and then evaluate engagement. So see, you know, whether people are buying it. Um, and so Josh's business 101 theory <laughs> is that Wizards never had any intention of giving us a good deal with this wildcard bundle. Um, yeah. I think this is kind of, I think this is a bait and switch. I think they're going to give, like, they know this is ridiculous. They know Mm -hmm. that the community, they knew the community were going to be outraged by this, frankly, insulting solution that they've offered. Um, And the community is outraged. It is all anybody's talking about. People are furious about it. Um, I think in six weeks... If Wizards halved the cost of this wildcard bundle, a good deal of the community would be placated and they shouldn't be. I think that it's very likely that Wizards will reduce the cost of this bundle in six weeks. Um, They will say that it is in response to the outrage of the community um, because they want to give, you know, to show us that they're listening. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know, we are listening to your complaints. We can see that you guys didn't like the the wildcard bundle, so we've made it cheaper to align with what you think it's worth. Um, I think that is bollocks. I think they knew the whole time what it was worth. I think they've decided to deliberately price it incredibly highly so that everybody kind of gets the outrage out of the way. If they said... $25 $25 for um, this wildcard bundle, there would still be people saying, well, it's not worth it. You know, it's half the half the buying cost of paper, but you do not own the cards. It's not worth it. Um, yeah. And, and they'd be absolutely right. Uh, so I think that that's what we're going to see. I'm pretty confident. Um, in fact, I will put one wildcard bundle on it. I will bet one wildcard bundle. Who, who are you that, betting against? I don't know. You. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fine. Um, I'll take that, but I don't want to be. Uh, I, I, I agree with you, so I don't really know how this bet works. Yeah. Okay. Fine. If there's a- <laughs> also, I don't. I don't want the. I don't want the wild card bundle because it's rubbish. <laughs> if there's anybody listening who's willing to take me up on the bet, I will bet you one wild card bundle that in eight weeks' time the wild card bundle will be reduced in price, and wizards will say that it's because they were listening. Um, and that they're being empathetic to the community, but that's bollocks. I don't think there's anybody who will actually take up that bet because I think this is just really what this, it's, it's guaranteed. Just to see. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, we know, you know, we we know what wizards are like. They are they are a business, and they are very good at doing the shitty stuff that businesses do, which mm. is rely on the fact that people will still play the game no matter what, and a lot of people will. Half the people that complained about this probably still going to buy it i might even buy it exactly right (laughs) like this is the thing you'll complain but it you'll still buy it so i totally agree with you i think yeah give it give it a couple of months and i think 20 because i think 25 pound is like you say still Mm -hmm. too expensive or 25 dollars i should say but it's a lot more it's a lot easier to hear than 50 dollars like 50 dollars just is a ludicrous amount yeah yeah. Well, actually, we discussed last week um, just having like a subscription service that let, gave you access to all the cards in a ranked ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys didn't agree with me, but I said I would pay £50 a month as a subscription 
for access yeah. to all the cards in Arena in a ranked ladder, and then I just never had to worry about it. And that's high. I do think that's high. That's probably the upper limit of what I would pay. So it's actually, I mean, it's even worse for me to see that amount of money and see how little Wizards are giving yeah. us for it. You when know, you were I, thinking you were going to yeah, get that I, much. I think the upper limit of what I would pay would be £50 one, uh, per month for access to all cards in Arena. And what Wizards gave me was £50 for 16 yeah. cards. Um, yeah, that, that's so true. But I think mm. 50, £50 is too much for even what well, you said. But then I am definitely someone that steals pounds. subscriptions from everybody. So... Like, I don't pay for any of my own subscriptions. I get about 90% of them from you and then the other 10% from my brother, Jordan. See, that's so because paying, I feel like I paying, get most of mine from you. So who's paying for them? No, you're paying for all of them. Uh, no, yeah, no, we half them. We both pay. <laughs> <laughs> forget, forget that. I'm going to edit the part out where I said you pay for all of them. You can't. You'll never know. You can't. You can't no, we've just had the conversation, Sarah. Yeah, you but you'll forget. You can't edit it out of my head. You'll, I mean, you will edit it out of your head. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So there is just tons to talk about with the wildcard pack. And we will unpack it over time, if you see what yeah. I did there. But, um, <laughs> but we should move on for now because it is all anybody's mm -hmm. talked about for the past week. And I don't want it to be the only thing that we talk about in the podcast. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that Wizards have promised us to improve, God, such a joke, to improve <laughs> the arena economy is a booster pack that's going to cost 1,300 gold as opposed to the normal 1,000 gold. And yeah. the difference is that in, in the rare slot of this booster pack, it's guaranteed to contain either a rare or mythic wild card or a mythic rare card. Um, and the, the reasoning behind this was that mythics are hard to get um, and often players need to get the last few mythics to finish off their collections in arena. Um, and so mm -hmm. Wizards wanted to provide a way for you to reliably get mythics. So I'm going to just cut ahead to here, Sarah, and offer my response to this because I feel quite passionately about this. Yeah, please do. I have my response also. <laughs> nobody fucking nobody wanted this yeah nobody struggles with the mythics in arena it is yeah just the rares that's where the bottleneck is everybody i speak to who even like remotely consistently plays has too many mythics <laughs> like it's never the mythics that are the problem we did not need a reliable way to get mythic wild cards if you look at any of the top eight meta decks in the, uh, the the Twitter thread that we put out. Um, all of the top eight decks contain something in the region of 35 to 50 rares and something in the region of six to 10 mythics, maybe like, well, mm -hmm. one to 10 mythics, really. Um, and like, that just goes to show it, Nobody, nobody asked for this. This was a, uh, this was pointless, completely unnecessary. I don't know where they're getting their data, but I would bet one mythic booster pack that stop betting things <laughs> this is just they've just made this up nobody asked for this no nobody needs this 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 solves no problems yeah i agree entirely i i just think it's i just my thing with wizards is even when they get they try and get it kind of right as in for example i'm quite happy that you can get 
a rare or mythic wild card, guaranteed. I think mm-hmm. that is a good thing. Um, the fact that they then add that little shit thing of, or oh, a mythic rare card. What? I just don't know why. Actually, one question I have. Do people really try and complete collection, like complete sets in Arena? Is that I'm a thing sure that people do? Because that, that makes no sense do. to me. Um, I'm sure that there yeah, are people yeah. who do, oh. but I don't believe that. I think it'd be, it's only the whaliest of whales that I think would do that because you mm-hmm. don't actually get any value from it. Um, exactly. That, you know. That's what I mean. What, like, what happens when you have the collection? You know, yeah, Unless you're no. a streamer like, that plays Arena all the time, you don't need the whole collection. You no. need a fair amount of it so you can play different decks and, and stuff. But what's the achievement of completing a set in Arena? Well, you know, if there is anybody out there who is an Arena completionist, um, reach out to us. Let us know because we yeah, love please to do. I'd love to know. Yeah, we really don't. We'd love to understand. But as far as I can think, um, yeah, nobody, nobody that isn't just purely like a whale um, cares about completing everything in arena uh, uh, because the mm-hmm. economy is so ridiculous and you get no value from it. The MTGO economy is much better. And if you complete a set in MTGO, you can redeem those cards and Wizards will send you a full print set. Did you know that? Which is, I think, yeah, I, I did know that. I think we've spoken about this on a previous episode. I think that's really cool. Again, it's not really something I would be happy with because I tried not to have a lot of stuff. So just having a whole set of Magic cards I'm not going to play is not great. But I'm probably in the minority of Magic players feeling that way. Like mm-hmm. I like to basically just have my decks and that's it. Um, so that is a great thing for most people that play magic, you know, complete a set online, get the card sent to you. That's kind of amazing. Yeah, I think we're both in minorities, actually, which does make it more difficult for us to kind of speak for the community. But wizards should not be appealing to uh, they, like fixing the economy does not mean making it work for the very, very, very niche player base that wants to collect everything in arena and can't play paper. That's just nonsense. No, I think the can't play, though, is not the same as doesn't want to play. I think there are probably a lot more players that just play Arena because that's what they want to play with Magic. Like, not because they can't play. And I would play MTGO if it didn't... I want to say look the way that it does, but that makes me sound incredibly awful. But it's just not... It's not It's not easy. It's not... doesn't have a good... User interface? You, yeah, oh, no. there's no really good user interface. That's right. Um, yeah, you, you know, you're you're right. You're right. But yeah. But then but that's coming back, back from to... somebody who taps their lands like five degrees. Don't, because I get I get told off for when I swing my creatures, not turning them entirely sideways. Yes. If they're angled, don't. they're obviously swinging. That's a swinging. bad user interface. You're a if bad user interface. And I can't tell which lands are tapped and which aren't. That's a bad user interface. If they're if they're angled, they're obviously tapped. I don't just like move them like two degrees. They're a you good do. like forty five. They're a good like forty five degrees. That's they enough. Not. They are not. They are probably an average of 13, 14 degree tilt. Nope. Forty five degrees. I promise. <laughs> um, but okay. enough about my board state apparently not being acceptable. It is. Um, 
Um, but yeah, that's that's so that's it. That is what yeah, we got that, from the, the whole update stream, which is like yeah. actually pitiful. Like it's pitiful and embarrassing how bad that was. Uh, and if you caught last week's episode, you will know that we were kind <laughs> of expecting this. But I was really hopeful that we would get something decent out of this. Yeah, stream. and uh, I think the things that we predicted or hopefully predicted were were good as well, right? Like I think the community would have been fairly happy with some of the things that we said we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, we did say that we thought we weren't going to get them all, or at least going to be disappointed. And yeah, I don't even really know. I'm not really sure why they did a stream of this, to be honest. I feel like this is the entire example of could have be, could have been covered in an email. Yeah, it, it could have. Like, this could have been a tweet and well, that would have sufficed. It could have. Um, those, those two announcements, yes. Um, that could have just been a tweet. Uh, I totally agree. But there was some more conversation uh, which revolved around, um, you know, some like unconfirmed things that might be on the horizon, which were good. Like they're, they're kind of... Yeah, they but not confirmed questions. though. Yes, not confirmed. But a lot of it is still interesting. So we yeah. had it all but confirmed that there is going to be a true to paper format that will separate mm-hmm. from historic um, and will eventually turn into pioneer. So by that, we mean that um, historic currently contains digital only cards. So this will be an eternal format that only contains cards that were printed into paper. Uh, new stand- standard cards that rotate out will become legal in this format and yeah. wizards will keep back dating and, and adding older sets to it until it turns into pioneer. Mm-hmm. Do you know when Pioneer started? Um, well, not when it started, but how far back it goes. But like, in as in uh, the set. Oh, yes. um, okay. I'm going to throw out some sets that okay. have been said recently that yeah. I can't remember what they were said in relation to. So let okay. me know if I get the right one. Okay. Ravnica? Oh, yeah, one of that's the earlier right. Ravnica? Yeah, <laughs> cool. My other one was going to be um, Amoncat because... That was brought up by us recently, but I feel like that was a lot more recent. Amonkhet was so a I lot didn't, more recent. So I didn't yeah. think that was it. Um, um, Ravnica think... Allegiance? No, I believe no. it's Return is that to Ravnica. Set? Return to Ravnica, okay. Uh, which is, um, it came out in 2012. Okay. So 10 years of magic sets. 10 years, wow, okay. That's what needs to be added. Um, and so that's that's... That is exciting. Um, Yeah. But at the moment, there is uh, no rewards that you can win in Arena, whether through Limited or Constructed. Um, And we'll loop back to that in a minute. But um, there's no rewards you can win that give you historic cards. If you want Mm -hmm. a historic deck, you have to craft it. Uh, And so if if Wizards are going to keep adding older sets into this true-to-paper eternal format and into historic, uh, the the wild card economy needs to be so much better. It's, yeah, it's, it's just gonna get even worse. Or yes, people are yeah, just exactly. Feel it even they're going to yeah. be they're just going to be adding more cards that can only be accessed via crafting with wild cards, mm-hmm. while the wild card economy remains just um, continues to terrible. be rubbish. Yeah. Um. So another thing that was unconfirmed but was talked about on the stream. Um. One of the best ways to accumulate resources and fill out collections in Arena is to play Limited. Um, people who play Limited 
tend to have too many resources uh like yeah. too many gems too much gold and you know they just they fill out their connections 100 percent um one of the things that they talked about that wizards touched on was having similar prize support for constructed events which mm -hmm. would be would be really good um because if you don't want to play limited i enjoy limited a lot but if you don't want to play limited you shouldn't have to play limited and uh, yeah you shouldn't have to play just to get the resources you get from it because yeah. that just doesn't make any sense to me then you're not having fun that's i don't i'm not very great at deck building so limited is not the format for me especially not to do it just to get resources because mm. i'm not going to do well enough to get said resources yeah exactly um and something like a constructed event where you know you can pay 1500 gems to enter and if you win five games you, you're getting 1600 gems back mm -hmm. uh, that's good like i do think that yeah. would be a really good thing we'll see whether it actually happens um they also talked about a queue a testing queue uh where players could goldfish decks um yeah. and by that we mean actually play with cards that you don't own so that you can decide whether you want to craft them or not mm -hmm. um this is something we actually talked about last week and yes. it would be good to see this I, I think that would be a, a great thing, but I just, if, if they were even like, if they were going to do this, if they said on that stream, we are going to give you a queue where you can play with any cards that you want um, so that you can test them out. The community would have latched onto that, I think, and they would be yeah, pretty happy sure. about it. Um, but instead they said, maybe we'll think about, doing this and so i just don't have my hopes up no well this is the thing the things that are actually good from the update are the things that are maybes mm -hmm. um so we basically got a few good things that are firmly in the maybe pile and two overall rubbish things that are in the confirmed pile and that just makes for not happy magic players really yes not happy magic players um, and finally, one of the uh, biggest things that the community has requested for the longest time that other games do already and that we talked about last week was the introduction of dusting. Mm -hmm. So for the uninitiated, dusting is when you trade in or destroy, air quotes, your cards um, for resources. Like maybe destroy uh, five rares to get a rare wild card or, or mm -hmm. turn your cards into gems or something like that. Um, wizards have said that they have no plans to introduce dusting. They gave various reasons for this. All of them were dog shit. Hmm. And I, I honestly don't even, <laughs> I don't know if it's worth focusing <laughs> on. I don't think it's worth the breath, uh, going through the really just weak excuses that they gave. but we're going to, because it's funny. Okay. Um, <laughs> So one of the biggest reasons why they're against dusting, and I am paraphrasing wizards here, but uh, one of the biggest reasons is that when you dust cards, it's easy to break down cards and then regret it in future. And they don't want players okay. to feel bad about dusting their cards and then wanting them again. Shut up. Um, yeah, they, they don't want you to feel that regret of having dusted your cards and then needing them again. Um also really yeah um okay if you introduce dusting into a game then conversations online turn from 
what should I craft into what should I dust, uh, which <laughs> is inherently negative. That okay. was that's the that's the the logic behind not introducing dusting.、Um, sure. What do you think of that, Sarah? Lol,、um, that's my whole thought. No, I that's really stupid because if they cared about people feeling bad, they would have changed everything on Arena, basically. Because I could list twenty things right now that, as a community, we have asked for on Arena that would make everyone feel better if that's what they care about, and they haven't done it. Yeah. It makes me livid. Like it really—that's <laughs> a really good、livid. word for it. Yeah, the, it's just so patronizing. It's like <laughs> I can make my own. I can make my own fucking decisions. Yeah, I can feel how I want to feel. Like, we, most of us have played Paper Magic. We've sold and traded cards. Yeah, and none of us have. Like sometimes you trade a card away and then you regret it months later. Like.、Um, That's, but you don't see them. You don't see them changing paper magic. Like yeah, are trade、right. binders inherently negative? Because that's a whole stack of cards. Like, how do you decide what goes in your trade binder? What are you willing to trade away? Isn't that just inherently negative? Like, shut up!、That's、so、oh、stupid. Yeah, I can't. I genuinely can't、live. believe that's that was one of the reasons. Oh, we want you guys to feel bad. I tried really hard to be neutral, but I think I just came across. Really sarcastic and relaying those excuses because I just can't. Like I, I just can't. I cannot get on board with、yeah. what they said and the way they said it. It was so outrageous to, to like. It's such a weak reason. It is. Like, it's, so, it's so stupid. Like I, I genuinely, I can't. I can't believe that. That's so dumb. Oh well, you. I want you guys to get upset, so we didn't do it.、That's... I know, like, oh, we we don't want you to trade in this card for gems because you might need it in future, and then feel and bad then about your about decisions.、It. But give us fifty dollars for yeah, these sixteen wild cards. Yeah, I'm fucking、like, sad about that decision. Yeah, that's a decision we'll feel sad about. Oh, jeez, they're finally dusting like, your own dollars. It's okay to feel sad. Or like that—that's that's fine. We're not supposed to go through life never feeling sad.、Mm-hmm. I built a deck in in standard, and then two weeks later it was worlds, and I wanted to build the is it dragons deck. So that deck that I had just built, which I'd spent all my wild cards on, is just called regret because、um, I never play it because <laughs> I built <laughs> it with the limited wild cards that I had because I'd seen it somewhere and thought it was cool,、um, and then really wanted to play the dragons deck, and then. Couldn't really play it because I had no wild cards. But I'm not like I call it regret as a joke. Like I'm not actually sad about it. Like, But the irony is, the irony is, if you could dust that deck, you I'd be really happy. Feel bad about it. Yeah, yeah. I'd be. I'd be ecstatic. Oh God! Because then I could have built、oh. said, "Is it Dragon's deck properly?" Rather than the, you know, bizarre version I put together with cards I had. It it makes me so angry that that was yeah, a ridiculous、really、thing to say.、Um, I but as I said, I think Wizards knew that the results of this stream were going to outrage.、Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not surprised at all. To be honest, I think that's a big part of why they didn't have Mark Rosewater or Gavin Verhey、uh, relay this message. Yeah, they had、um, Mike. Kiritz, I hope I got his name right.、Um, uh, but they had 
Um, like a, a member of the uh, a lead producer for Arena, uh, relay the message because mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if the community hates that guy. Um, yeah, and they need the community. Like I think they fully. If they thought the community were going to be happy about these changes, Mark Rosewater or Gavin Verhey. Yeah, they'd I be front and center for sure. That said, actually, Mark and Gavin aren't necessarily tied to Arena. They are no, I suppose, but they are. They are tied to magic and the they are kind of you know the faces of magic from the wizards world if that makes yeah. sense and if you wanted people to watch the stream like you're going to put the people on the stream that will get more viewers and there will be people that are more likely to watch a magic stream because it's it's one of those two doing it so no i think you're totally right i think it was like a we'll just send some out someone out that we're not particularly bothered if they get the hate yes. which also just as a quick point don't hate on the people that said what was going on. It's not their fault. They do work for Wizards, so they're part of it. But yeah, don't send them hate. It's not their fault. Because mm -hmm. I did yeah, see some absolutely. stuff where people were like directly tweeting them, having a go at them. Like, Yeah, I mean, that's just like, that's just dumb. Open your eyes. Um, Wizards would not have, like, obviously, you're just playing into Wizards' hands. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's more or less everything on the economy update. It mm -hmm. has been the biggest um thing in this week uh, yeah, for magic sure. the gathering like it was it was huge yeah. and there was a lot riding on it and unsurprisingly it was a big letdown uh hmm. and i really i'm not sure what to expect going forward because i do believe that this was a red herring that wizards planned to outrage the community with this move so that they could dial it back um and then deliver something in 2 months time which is it, which if they had offered it up front would still have not been good enough but yeah. in comparison to what they have offered will placate the community somewhat um and so i mean if you look at that objectively in a couple of months time the arena economy might improve but yeah com comparatively though like to the not real improvements they've made right like i don't know if that makes it any better yeah uh it's 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 tricky because i think the community is getting so riled up about this change and, and it's all that anybody's talked about and you know I, I didn't want to dwell on it too long but we've talked about it for almost an hour already but it is it it provokes thought doesn't it and and opinions but i do mm -hmm. agree i think we have talked it and tweeted it to death now now we did have a bunch more stuff that we wanted to talk about and we kind of got carried away talking about the economy but that is okay. It is the big thing that's happening right now. But yeah. we are sorry if you are sick of hearing about it. Uh, regardless, <laughs> that is everything we've got time for. So we're going to wrap it up. But thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to Through the Cindervine, our new newsletter. And we will catch you guys next week. Bye, guys. We've had an influx of new followers this week, so I thought it would be a good idea for us to do a quick reintroduction just for the new guys so that you get to know us a little bit and you don't have to go back and listen to every episode we've released over the last year. So, hello, my name is Sarah and I like to play Infect and don't have any friends.